Welcome to the FDF podcast, passionate about food and drink. Welcome to the latest edition of the Food and Drink Federation's podcast, Passionate About Food and Drink. My name is Pete Robertson and I'm the Chief Executive of FDF Cymru, where we harness our industry contribution on behalf of Welsh food and drink manufacturers. Today I'm joined by Andrew Martin to discuss the food and drink sector in Wales as we explore where the sector is at the moment and what the future for the sector could look like. Andrew is Head of Business and Market Development in Welsh Government's Food Division, which is part of the Environment, Energy, Rural Affairs portfolio. Andrew, um, we've known each other for some time and have always talked about business or the sector. And in preparing this, I just wondered about your journey as an individual and what makes you tick. I think the main thing about my journey has been through um, private and public sector. So um, going back in my long past, um, I was a production specialist within a manufacturing business um, and then did some time in the health service um, and then came across into government where um, I did a lot of work on skills um, and in particular looking at uh, apprenticeships and essential skills. So really looking at young people as well within a range of sectors. And then about five years ago, I think the government decided that I had enough skills to come across into the food sector and really try to drive for the the food sector at that point. So an interesting past, but one that's rooted back in main business externally from government. So I bring that knowledge really back into the sector. I think it's interesting because it's not just the knowledge you bring into the sector that I can see and and a lot of people see is actually your passion for the sector and for the businesses within it. And I'm just wondering, I mean, we talk about this as passionate about food and drink. So I just wondered what drives that passion? Yeah, I I think the the, the main driver of the passion is I I can really see the impact that the sector has um, right across Wales. You know, if I look in our rural communities, I look at our new business starts, um, I, I look at the way that the sector can help people, either, as I say, do new business starts or, in fact, can drive forward recruitment and employment in those areas. Um, and also look at the environment and sustainability as well um, within that. And, and I think that with really good businesses in the sector, um, you can make such an impact um, and it's really what we would call foundational, so it really does impact right in the heartland of Wales. And that's what drives the passion then, because, you know, ultimately as a civil servant or public servant, you know, you really want to make a difference for the citizens of Wales. And that's what drives it ultimately, is, is trying to make that difference for our citizens of Wales. Oh, it's fascinating. It is. At the end of the day, it's, it's like every business, it all comes down to people at the end of the day, doesn't it? That's that's what it's about. That's why we do what we do. So in terms of talking now into the terms of the sector, uh, how, would, how would you sort of view the current condition? Obviously, it's a pretty turbulent time, but how, what would be your take on where the sector is at the moment in Wales? It's a really interesting time. And I use that word carefully. But within the sector, you've almost got complete splits. So you've got areas of the sector that we are in business survival mode. We're trying to drive those areas forward, um, but with the closure of hospitality and a range of other areas, that makes that condition really tough out there. So some businesses we, we are facing massively tough times. But you've got to balance that against the other opportunities. And we've got a lot of, lot of businesses that deal in the retail sectors and they're growing. So there's a real tough dichotomy within the sector really and where you've got some businesses are really on survival but some are also on growth 
And I think that's what makes it really interesting at the moment in time. And within that, within the sector, I think there are real opportunities as well through the uh, EU transition as well. And again, that might drive new business opportunities. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind, Pete, it is very tough out there, whichever side of the equation you're on at this moment in time. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it is. Clearly, that's the same, the same story that we, we hear, obviously, from our members. There's so many, there's so many different aspects that the sector is dealing with. It's, it's quite incredible. So one of the things is there's a huge number of businesses out there. And, and obviously, as a government, you've, you've, got, to, you've got to take a view of, of the characteristics of the, the businesses that, that are there for, that you can support and support their plans. And I, and I just wondered, what sort of those main characteristics would you be looking for for businesses that you could and how to support them? I think in simple terms, um, and, and I think COVID um, and EU transition has highlighted this more in the sector. Um, what I'm looking for really is how we have strong leadership and management within the businesses. How are they planning? What are they really looking at? Have they considered all areas? Um, so really strength and depth in, in the business leadership side um, and also looking at how they're embracing sustainability and green growth and are they really planning for the future? Um, because as you're aware, Pete, we have a, a lot of responsibilities around Future Generations Act and things of that nature. And it's really how we're embedding that in right through those businesses. And I think businesses today are getting more attuned to that and really driving forward those core characteristics that we've always wanted in a business. Um, and I think that's potentially where FDF can also help and support those business leaders to understand that vision um, and how do how do we drive that forward together, really? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, we'll come up maybe chat about for FDF in a, in a, bit, a little while, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a role for us to play in that, in that aspect for sure. One of the things that uh, we've obviously we've had this, the five-year plan before, and we had a really successful five-year plan. It went in 2014, I think when we first met, 2014, 2020 or something, five, six-year plan that saw 30% growth was blown out the water up from 3.3 to 4.3 billion. I mean, in terms of helping the sector to thrive, I mean, how, how long do you think that it's going to take for the sector to sort of reset, recover and return to that type of sort of thriving performance? I mean, I, I think this is where we would, obviously we're all looking at our crystal balls and uh, COVID within that, you know, plays a part, um, uh, particularly on the food service um, side uh, of the business uh, area. For me, I actually think that what we should be doing at this moment in time is concentrating on business survival, but also looking at the companies that are growing now, Pete. Mm. And actually, if you look at it, it may be that certain elements of the sector can return to growth faster. And so it's difficult to put a time scale on it. But I, I do think by the end of the year, you know, there's key sectors that will continue to grow faster and faster. And then once hospitality really reopens up, um, I, I think, you know, we'll be back on the, the trajectory where we need to be. And I think we need to accelerate growth wherever we can as well. So it may not be the full sector, but we can certainly choose key parts of the sector, try to look at how we accelerate that um, and use businesses that are ready to grow. And I think the other point I'd make is that whilst we're helping the businesses to strive to do this, again, it comes back to the business leadership point is, I think with strong business leaders, 
they can actually help us get back on some of the areas in terms of real growth. And I think that's going to be the challenge then to agree with leaders almost. How do we drive forward those growth areas? And how? And, and in reality, how do we accelerate it faster? Um, because we need to get back to where we were and beyond as well, which is really important. You know, we need to be right at the top level in terms of our targets and our ambitions. And I think that's what perhaps businesses in Wales need. We need ambition to get back um, to take on uh, other countries within that. That's, that's fascinating because that reminds me that of the of the Swansea railway station, funnily enough, where it says ambition is critical outside as you drive in Swansea. So it's fascinating. So one of the areas that's coming out of that growth, clearly the EU exit is not is something we, we really need to discuss, I think. Um, and obviously we're currently in the middle of, is it, are there teething problems or are there structural problems? But fundamentally it feels like the, the exporting is going to be more expensive, it's more difficult to administer and some supply chains potentially could become unviable. In terms of helping businesses try and understand what they can do and how they can overcome these challenges, is there any, is there any advice you could give or any thoughts on how you think businesses could, could tackle that challenge? I think for me, I mean, exports is clearly you know, a key area going forward for us as a nation as well, Pete. And it's not just Europe, it's right across uh, globally as well and we need to take on board all the different trade opportunities that will come on. I think at the moment we are going through a lot of teething problems as we thought we would and I think what businesses need to do in a lot of places is go back to the fundamentals of what they do as good business and look at their costings, look at their product ranges etc and look then to work with um, people like yourself at FDF in terms of looking at export solutions um, and also, you know, there's a lot of advice out there in terms of UK government advice at this moment in time, but also for them to flag up areas, particularly through some of the hotlines that we run and report them to see if we can actually aid and assist. And I think that's one of the things that I would say through the, uh, the cluster network that we have. Um, I think there is a lot of help and support. And I think sometimes people just need to pick up the phone um, and ask questions. I think in terms of returning to export growth, um, I think we also need to look at new markets within that as well. And I think it gives a point at this moment in time where business can reflect on what they've done on exporting and say, OK, so where do we need to go next? What's our next markets? And how do we really grow that market? But bearing in mind some of the price points within that as well, because there will be challenges within that. Um, and it may, may be completely new areas that we need to for businesses to concentrate on at this moment in time. I mean, yeah. you and I are both embedded in what happens in the Welsh food and drink sector, but there, there may be people listening to this who aren't necessarily so. And, and we're interested to know what the cluster, cluster network actually is and how does it operate? Are you able to sort of give a sort of top line summary to what what you feel the cluster network is and, and how, how it contributes to the food and drink sector in Wales? Depending on any day in the week, um, we have about, 800 plus business members within the cluster network. It's very much business led. In fact, it's solely business led. We as Welsh Government help facilitate it. And the purpose really of the clusters is beyond networking. This is about where businesses can help themselves, help drive each other, share problems, um, look at examples of good practice within the network um, and learn from other businesses. Um, and within that as well, um, challenge government and others, uh, other partners, stakeholders, um, to really look at how we support businesses. So it's really business-led, it's driving forward, 
business areas. And what I would say to people listening, if you're not part of a cluster, they're open to join. Um, they're in the main a friendly bunch, as we know. Um, and I, I think it could add real value to your business. But you don't have to believe me. To be fair, I just think I'd pick up the phone and join one um, and speak to the business leaders there and see why they give up their time to go to meetings and to listen and to, to gain the experience and knowledge. Well, I can I can say having having been a member of a cluster as a, as a business as uh, as well as a member contributing as FDF Cymru, you know it's very much a positive uh, and I'd say it's a a USP of their sector in Wales. It's, it's a huge advantage to businesses, especially the smaller growing businesses who maybe don't necessarily have access to a lot of support that the clusters can combine and bring to businesses. So I think that's terrific. So I suppose in terms of uh, FDF Cymru, it would be it would be remiss of me not to ask as in terms of obviously we are now committed to Wales, which is terrific. I'm delighted to have that opportunity. I mean, in terms of what you hope that we can bring, you've already said there's a lot of support for businesses for Wales. Where do you think that the FDF Cymru can, can add some value and contribute to the sector in Wales? I think that's a really interesting question, Pete, because obviously there's lots of issues, you know, there's lots of support around. But I, I think from my point of view, I think it is how do we access the work that you do in the UK as well? I think a lot of uh, businesses in Wales potentially aren't tuned into um, work in the UK, um, and I think it's it's bringing across that expertise and knowledge um, into Wales to help support our sector, and and I think it's really important that now people can see that FDF are fully committed to Wales, that um, you know our businesses look at that and look at the services that you offer. And I think it's a, it's a really important partnership um, and the businesses need to have a very open mind, um, particularly a lot of our businesses would want to you know, work across the UK and, and make trade sales in the UK. Um, I think it's, it's another important network for people to consider and, and have a serious look at. I was going to say, Pete, so just uh, coming back to you on that, because um, obviously uh, newly appointed as, uh, as FDF Cymru lead, you spent most of your career in Wales, and I want to really turn the question back on yourself at the moment and really ask you on a personal basis, you know, what are you looking to achieve for FDF Cymru in Wales and how are you thinking about supporting our businesses? Well, it's, it's first, of all, first of all, you're right, Andrew. I mean, I'm delighted I took on the position on a part-time basis in April and I've been full-time since December and absolutely delighted to, to FDF's committed to leading our activities in Wales. Um, FDF's line is passionate about food and drink, but my background in Wales even goes back to Port Talbot Steelworks as a student student. And I genuinely, it's the manufacturing side of things at Wales that I really get excited about. It's about making things. And I think that that's an area that we can move forward. Firstly, I think you're right. I think what I've not necessarily understood is that it's important for me to, to showcase the huge breadth of benefits that our members enjoy. You know, there's networking, technical horizon scanning, there's a range of committees, there's trade bodies, there's webinars, there's public policy, there's opportunities in trade. And it's important for me to make sure that, that the sector understands that, that we are adding something different. And, and you're right, a UK perspective, and to a certain degree, a European and international perspective. You mentioned the term global I think, you know, we have the, the capability to look beyond these, these shores to understand what's happening. And I think that's a really important advantage to businesses. FDF Cymru, in terms of 2021, um, I'm taking probably going to take forward the, the four main priority areas that I'd identified in 2020. 
and actually just to build them because what the what's great about having a longer term commitment is you can start to build gradually and, and actually develop a, a specific solution for FDF Cymru. So FDF Cymru will be different to the FDF in Scotland and the FDF in the UK, which is great. Um, so the first of those four possibilities is what we call member support. In my, the, actually, the one time when I moved outside of Wales was I was a customer services manager for two and a half thousand hairdressers at L'Oreal. Um, but it gave me a customer care insight. So member support, we're a members organisation and currently our members are dealing with the impacts of COVID EU exit and trying to steer the businesses through the various different demand and channel markets at the moment. Thankfully, in terms of supporting our members, you, you, you talked about um, basically harnessing the expertise of our wider our wider teams and apply that in Wales. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm fortunate to have trade, labelling, food safety and science, diet and health, sustainability colleagues. And, and every one of them has been really supportive in terms of asking and allowing me to help members. Um, in terms of supporting, we do proactively offer information and signposting but there's also a lot of expert range of topics. You know, we respond respond to member queries, and one of the the good assets that FDF has, and although it is member support, is that we can take those queries specifically into UK government ministers, officials, and other sector organisations, and actually raise these challenges to get some solutions. You know, there's a few situations where we've actually, during the EU exit, rules were changed because of the the advice, or even COVID, when there was testing rules set out in UK, they were they were amended because of the implementation of FDF. Um, one new idea for 2021, I'm looking to deliver as a well policy forum. Um, FDF Cymru is obviously a members organisation and I'm really looking forward to getting together. Hopefully, if we can get out and meet people, we can go beyond these computers and actually we can start to meet people and get them around the table and build a community of FDF members. Um, I think this is really important because there's so many strategic challenges at the same time. You've mentioned COVID recovery, talk about the EU exit, maybe even the structural adjustments for that. But there's still the environmental agenda, there's obesity and there's food poverty, all are going to be, I think, very high priority in Wales and all will put a, a spotlight on the sector. The numbers, the second area we're looking at is actually working with industries, two, two partnership programmes. One thing we've not mentioned and we might explore a bit later is AMRC Cymru. Um, Effectively, we're working. We're working with businesses to undertake analysis of the business challenges and actually go out and understand what the challenges are in the production, manufacturing, food and drink sector, and then focus in on how we can offer them industry four solutions. Could be automation, could be robotics, various different modelling, simulations, use of data, and also there's some genuine innovation products around one particular area which is, is very high on the agenda in the food and drink sector at the moment, which is plastic packaging. So we're really enjoying the progress we've made with that. And the other aspect we're doing with industry is we're pulling together a group of uh, multinational businesses. Uh, we, we're looking to get them to contribute to the debate. You mentioned your clusters. There's you know, 800 businesses. Clusters fabulous, a fabulous amount of engagement that is. And all we're trying to do is extend that engagement into businesses who, by their scale and size, tend to operate multinationally. And in Wales, may, might not necessarily have the headquarters, but they could have a, fun, a very important role to play in the employment of the sector and to understand what their common challenges are. The third aspect of FDF, um, and this is, goes across FDF, is whether it's advocacy of our members, we, I would call it shaping policy. 
Um, one of the things we've seen, I mean, I mean, you, you've been at the front end of it, Andrew, in your position with your colleagues, and you've all done a fantastic job, is that what Welsh Government does has never been more visible. And we're about to move towards an election, and businesses now start to understand uh, that they need to contribute to the policies that are de- being developed in Wales. I mean, if you look at the... We've been t- I've been talking to businesses and it's actually quite surprising the lack of clarity about what Welsh Government can make the decisions in, what UK Government makes the decision in, and there's a mixed level of understanding. And so one of the things, whether that's food, apprenticeships, diet and health around high fat, salt, sugar promotion, circular economy, Wales, for example, is number three recycling in the world. I didn't know that until I, until I got into this position. Net zero, emissions, plastic packaging, deposit return schemes and the future manufacturing strategy. And I'm sure there's plenty of others. You mentioned the well-being of Future Generations Act. All of these are policies that Welsh Government can take forward in a way that it wants to take forward and will impact our sector. And it's really important that businesses understand that. And so from that point of view, one of the things we're looking to do is, in, in running up to the election, is we're going to publish our ask document, Achieving Success for Welsh Food and Drink. Um, we're going to engage them with political parties and we're going to try and get a shaped sense of what that is. And finally, and you could argue that the, the final aspect of what we've got is marketing the sector. You know, I love the fact that I've worked in Wales, the accent doesn't give it away, but obviously a healthy sector is good for everybody. It's good for all the parties, it creates positivity, it creates great energy, it creates growth, it creates economic sustainability and continues the, 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 the vibe moving forward. Practically, how do we market, market the sector? Every day, every time you speak to someone, we do. However, there's a Taste Wales event on the 27th, 28th of October. The FDF will be there. We'll be keen to market the sector. I'm sure during, uh, depending on COVID, we will start to engage with um, with the politicians. And I think there's an area there for us to, to showcase that. One of the big things for me, Andrew, is, is that um, food and drink should be considered advanced manufacturing. It should be considered at the cutting edge of technology. It should be considered an area where the, where the transformation in Welsh employability could, could, could play a role for sure. Um, but also there's other things like we've got FDF awards and I'd like to make sure that I push as many Welsh businesses towards the F- FDF awards because we do some fantastic products and some make some fantastic achievements. Um, so a lot, a lot to go at, a lot to take forward. I'm fortunate that I've got the FDF team helping me. I've got a colleague, Julie, who's absolutely fantastic, and she helps me on the ground. And we're already talking to other colleagues who are going to play a more direct role in Wales around apprenticeships, around innovation, Andrew. So even as we speak now, I've been working on plans to increase our contribution to the Welsh economy. So I'm really pleased about that. Um, so probably enough for me, to be honest. Uh, Andrew, I suppose... We've got about 20 minutes and people are probably just about finishing walking the dog. So I just wondered before before we switch off, um, if there were three things that you wanted people to take away from this session, uh, what would they be? For me, the three things, uh, interesting. I mean, I think the first one is for be- business leaders to realise that leadership is the key to survival and growth. And I've really seen that COVID, through COVID and EU transition. And I think the more our business leaders understand that their role in that and how they can drive survival and growth is is absolutely key. I think the second point for me is what we need in Wales is sustainable growth and and however you operate and manage within that um, and look how we drive green growth. And through that as well, consider your impact as, as businesses on your local community. So if you're doing something particularly, 
how does it impact your local community? How does it impact their, their green growth within those areas? And then the third, and I suppose, final point for me, and it's something I think we're very strong in Wales anyway, is we talk about partnership. And I think what we need to develop more in Wales is real partnerships, where we all understand our part to play, but also understand the benefits we can get from partnerships. And when I talk about partnership, I mean about real partnerships, deep partnerships that you can have real conversations, you can understand business issues, you can understand government issues. And through that, we work through the issues and jointly then we'll deliver the survival, but ultimately the growth of the sector in Wales. And again, comes back to the passion side beat of, I know people in our sector are really passionate about what they do. And we turn that passion into growth. And then as Wales will be successful and uh, it's a big challenge, but uh, I think it's one we should all be rising to at this point in time. Okay, Andrew, well, thank you very much for that. I think on that positive note, uh, we, sh- we should end this edition. Um, thank you for listening to this edition of FDF's pa- uh, podcast, Passion About Food and Drink. If you want to find out more about what we do, access the range of content, including free useful guides, new exit, COVID-19 and other topics, please head to our website. Dioch, thank you. Thank you for listening to this FDF podcast. FDF is the voice of the food and drink industry, supporting our members with the expertise to develop, grow and strengthen their business. To learn more about how we can help your business, contact us at members.inquiries at fdf.org.uk. There's no better time to become an FDF member.